today on Sports Card Investor, my worst sports card investing decision ever and what you can learn from it. My name is Jeff Wilson. By day, I invest in tech companies and at night, I invest in sports cards. Join me on my journey to profit from the hobby we all love. Sports card investors, and welcome to another episode. I hope you are having an absolutely fantastic Labor Day weekend out there. I hope you're taking an extra day to relax, watch a little bit of sports, recharge for the upcoming NFL season, which is now just right around the corner. Isn't that awesome? And maybe you're getting to use a little bit of your weekend to look at your sports cards. Maybe you're thinking about what cards you want to invest in next. Those are all great things to be doing on Labor Day. It's also, by the way, always fun on a holiday weekend like Labor Day to participate in some online breaks. Online card breaks are an awesome way to spend your holiday. And I want to give a shout out to the four breakers who we had on during the virtual sports card con who gave away free boxes, free boxes to people who tuned into the virtual sports card con. We had some awesome breaks from Mojo Break, from Layden Sports Cards, from Jaspie's Case Breaks, and from Live Box Break. Those four breakers are awesome. If you're going to do some breaking this weekend, go support them. Go support those breakers because they do an absolutely wonderful job. And hopefully we'll have them back on next time we do a virtual. But despite the revelry of it being a holiday weekend, I have to tell you a little bit of a somber story. I am here today to tell you about what is perhaps the worst sports card investing decision that I have ever made. And the truth of the matter is that although on my show, I talk about cards that are going up all the time, and although thankfully, a lot of the cards I've invested in, a lot of the cards that I've recommended to members of my membership program over the last many months, thankfully, a lot of them have done extremely well. But, but I make mistakes too. And I have made some big ones. I have made some big mistakes when it comes to sports card investing. But today, I'm going to tell you a little story about perhaps the biggest one of all. And more importantly, the lessons that I learned from it, which are lessons that hopefully you can take forward uh, and think about whenever you are making sports card investing decisions. So I'm going to take you back to the summer of 2019, when the world, by the way, was a much more normal place and we were allowed to be together with other people at big events and there was no bigger event than the National Sports Collectors Convention in 2019, which I went to in Chicago. And when I was there, I bought a lot of sports cards. And one, I met one dealer at the National Sports Card uh, Sports Collectors Convention who had an unbelievable collection of Luca Silver Prism cards. Unbelievable collection. I'm talking well over 100. I think he had like 150. Not even Joe, like 150. Incredible collection. I bought 10 from him. And I paid $520 is I believe what I paid. 
uh, for each of the 10. In fact, here's a photo that I took uh, at the National. I took When I bought cards at the National, I took photos of what I was buying so I could kind of categorize it all and have it for inventory purposes uh, when I got back. And so this was the photo that I literally took on the dealer's counter when I bought those cards at the National. So you can see the 10 Luca silver PSA 10s that I bought at the National, the Prism Luca Silver rookie cards. $520 each. So I paid $5,200 total for those 10 Luca Prism Silver cards. I got back from the National, and in the couple of months after the National, those cards had remained relatively flat. I brought up a graph here of showing you, first of all, where those cards were right when the NBA season started. So that's what we're looking at at the beginning of the graph. And so going into the NBA season, those cards that I paid $520 for, they got up a little bit, but they were still, you know, upwards of, you know, $570, $580, you know, somewhere bouncing around there. So they had gone up a little bit, but obviously not, not a ton, right? So I sat there and I was watching the NBA season and Luca came out and he was playing well and excitement and he began to build and excitement in sports cards in general was continuing to build and his prices were eking up and eking up. And then they got all the way up to, you know, they're bordering, getting close to $1,000. They finally hit $1,000 in early November and I was pretty excited. When they hit a thousand bucks, I was like, hey, that's great. I paid $520. Now they're $1,000. Now we're starting to see a little bit of a better return. But as November went on, we all of a sudden saw this incredible spike. The Lucas cards went on an absolute tear in late November. In late November, Lucas cards went on an absolute tear and they got all the way up on November 23rd to $1,910. Cards that I paid $520 for got all the way up to $1,910 and I owned 10 of these. So I was thinking, that's some real nice money. And I thought to myself, it's time to sell. But there was one problem. That very day that they had reached $1,910, I left with my family to go on vacation for Thanksgiving for a week. We were out of town for just over a week. And this is what happened to the card prices that subsequent week. His prices, as soon as they had gotten up to that $1,900, $1,910 point, which was when I decided that I was going to sell, they all of a sudden crashed down quickly and swiftly crashed down. And the day that I got back from my vacation on December 1st, they had gotten all the way down to $1,638. Now, that was still a lot more than the $520 per card that I had paid. But it didn't feel real good selling them for $1,638 when just a few days prior, they had been over $1,900. So I got back into town and I said, you know what? I'm not going to sell them after all. I'm going to hold on to them and see what happens. Well, what happened from there as we look at the next graph is they actually continued to drop and drop and drop. And they got down to a low point of being only not worth $932 a couple weeks later. So all of a sudden, I felt real sad and real sorry that not only had I not sold at 1900 because I was out of town, but I hadn't sold at over 1600 when I had gotten back into town and had the opportunity to do so. And these cards had now gone down significantly. So I said to myself, if they get back over the $1,632 that I didn't sell at, I will sell immediately at that point. 
And so you can see here from the price graph that they stayed under that point for the next few months, but all of a sudden we got into early March and they started accelerating again and they got up to $1,756 on March the 6th. And I said, I'm selling. And that day I sold. In fact, my sales of the car that day are built into that price of $1,756. I sold all 10 of my cards that day on eBay for right around that price. I was pretty happy at the time. I was like, okay, I did well. I got three times, over three times my investment out of these cards. I'm happy they went back up to a level that I was happy to sell at. Then let's look at what happened since that point in time. Well, this was actually only about a week or so before the NBA actually paused its season, a little over a week before. So for a little while, I was actually feeling really good that I sold those cards when I did because they actually dropped all the way down to about 1300 a little below a little below $1400 when the NBA paused its season. So I was like, "All right, I'm feeling pretty good. I got out of them at over 1700. They're back down now under $1400. I think I I sold at the right time." Except look at the rest of the graph. Look at how Lucas cards then absolutely took off in the weeks and months ahead and look at where they have gone now. They actually went all the way up to a high of over $8,700 and they are now at $7,500 as of the most recent sales, $7,500. So let's do the math on that. I bought 10 of these cards for $5,200. I sold 10 of these cards for around $17,500 take some fees off of that as well. Still did really well. But had I waited, I could have sold those cards today for $75,000. But, but, that's not the whole story. This story doesn't have quite that bad of an unhappy ending. Because when I got the money from those Luca cards, I cleared around $16,000 after fees. I immediately decided to reinvest it. And on April 1st, I did a, I, I invested that $16,000 in a Giannis Prism Silver, Prism Prisms rookie card from 2013 Prism and PSA 10. In fact, I did a video on this YouTube channel that very day where I explained my investment decision into that Giannis card. And I also made a very bold prediction, a prediction that this was back in April when the card was worth $16,000. I made a very bold prediction about where I thought the price of that card would go. Let's take a look. But the net result was I ended up buying the card for $16,000. My offer was accepted for $16,000. I'm very happy with this purchase. This to me is probably a five to 10 year hold. And to be honest, I think that if you were to watch this video back, let's say five to seven years from now, I think there's a good chance this card is worth $100,000. So I moved my money from the Lucas I sold into this Giannis card. Here is what this Giannis card has done since then. 
this right here, this sale right here was my sale. This is the $16,000 that I spent to buy this very rare Giannis rookie card on April the 1st. That card has now gone up with the most recent sale of the card being $42,934. So almost $43,000. So my $16,000 investment in this card has gone up to about $43,000 over the course of the last several months. That's a 168% increase. I am thrilled with the fact that I have seen such an increase in this card, but it's still not what would have happened if I had held on to those Luca cards. Because as I told you a moment ago, the Luca cards, had I sold them today, were worth $75,000 where this Giannis card is worth about $43,000. So it's still a pretty big loss compared to where it could have been. But it's much, much better than had I taken the $16,000 that I netted from the Lucas and simply put it in my pocket and not reinvested it. That would have resulted in one heck of a better loss. So this, sadly, is potentially my worst investment story ever. But I want to share a few lessons, a few observations from this story and what you can take away. The first thing is that I want to tell you this very loudly. Do not regret decisions when you take money and profit off the table. We can never perfectly time the market. We don't know what's going to happen. And if you pull money off the table, money that you made, profit that you made on a card, that is a win. You almost have to divorce yourself of what happens to the card since then. What I have done in this episode where I have played what if and I have beat myself up over the fact that I could have had $75,000 worth of Luca cards today, you should not do that. You should actually... Don't even, once you sell a car, don't even go back and look at the price. Just forget about it. Because if you got profit off of that card, celebrate the fact you got a profit. And the truth of the matter is, I could have sold those Luca cards and the next day, Luca could have torn his ACL. And what would have happened then? Those cards absolutely would not be worth $75,000 today. Those cards would not be worth anywhere close to what this Giannis card would be worth today. Those cards might not even be worth what they were on the day that I sold them, even though the basketball card market has gone crazy since then if Luca had torn his ACL. And sports cards are a risk. You are putting your financial stake in a player's health and a player's performance. And you do not know what is going to happen with that player's health and that player's performance. I guess you're also putting a stake in the player's like state of mind. Like what, what, you know, you're investing and hoping that a person doesn't make bad decisions in their personal life that could cause them to get arrested or cause them to get cut from their team. So anytime you buy a card, you're risking your financial future on that player's future. So for that reason, if you can get out with profit, get out with profit and be happy with it. But the second thing I would say is when you get out with profit, where did you reinvest those chips? Where did you take that money and put it back in? Because the way that the market has been, especially recently, if you just simply take the money out and you don't put it back in, that's where you could start to end up with a little bit bigger regret. And thank goodness I reinvested that money 
pretty much right away in this Giannis card because I'm less regretful today than I otherwise would have been if I had just kept that money on the sideline the entire time. Now, I should also say, you could also take the money out and do something totally different with it. If you aren't sure about the long-term viability of the sports card market, then maybe you invest it in other means. Maybe you buy real estate with it. Maybe you, you know, buy stocks with it. There's other ways to invest. You could buy cryptocurrency. You could simply, you know, you could put the money in other forms of investment, right? But the bottom line is if you're treating this like an investment, you ideally want to be moving your money from investment to investment so you feel like your money is always working for you instead of putting your money on the sidelines and then eventually regretting it. You know, the third thing that I will say is that this is all part of the game. This is all part of the game. I'm sure you probably have some stories like the one I just told. Maybe the dollars aren't as big. I hope for your sake, the dollars aren't as big where you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe I lost all these tens of thousands of dollars by selling this card too early. But I'm sure you have these stories. Every sports card investor has these stories. It is part of the game. And when I hear a sports card investor lamenting what happened and telling me the story, I like to say, okay, but how's your portfolio doing overall? Did you make profit on those cards that you sold? Yeah, you sold them too early, but did you make profit? Hey, that's great. Let's celebrate that. And how is your overall sports card portfolio doing? Is it going up? Is it doing well? Is it profitable? then let's celebrate that too. Let's celebrate the fact that you were able to invest your money in wise ways, that you were able to make profit. Don't beat yourself up about the what ifs. Celebrate the profit and hey, celebrate, first and foremost, celebrate the fact that you were able to profit from the hobby that you love. There are is not many people out there in the world who have the luxury of being able to have a hobby, something that they find to be fun, collecting, you know, getting these cards, the thrill of doing the investing. There's not many people that have that luxury and also are able to turn it into a highly profitable endeavor. So if you're able to make profit while enjoying the hobby that you love, then it's always a win no matter what happens. So please keep those things in mind. And by the way, if you want to see how your collection is growing in value every day and you want to see how much profit you are actually making across your entire collection, there is no better way to do that than our Market Movers data platform. And the My Collection feature in our Market Movers data platform allows you to input your entire collection and see how the prices are changing. It's one of the most powerful features and it's a feature that we're continuing to add to and build on and enhance all the time. It's only getting better and better. I would love to have you try out Market Movers and uh, try the My Collection feature. I think you're really gonna like it. For more information, go to sportscardinvestor.com and click Market Movers in the main menu bar. And now, ladies and gentlemen, get back to your Labor Day weekend. Have an absolutely fantastic holiday. I hope you have a great time. I appreciate you giving me a little of your time this holiday. Go do a couple of card breaks. Have yourself a great time. Enjoy your cards. And I'll see you back in a few days with my next episode. Take care.